So soft pasta is very, very, very difficult to do. It's not so difficult to get it to work. The problem is getting it to work securely at a level that security labs are happy for you to operate. So there's not many companies that can get to that, that kind of standard. So there are a number of companies that get certified, but where we stand apart is around performance. It's about trying to take that learnings about what we are doing and make something that's not just compliant, but really, really fast. So it's about performance and the experience and information and the things that really turn it from being, yeah, it can work and it's compliant and it's certified to being something that's a real product. Welcome back to Purpose Raven Fintech Podcast, where we learn how to build fintech products with customer and commercial impact because we are on a mission to eliminate financial stress. My guest today is Barry Levitt, co-founder and CEO of MyPinpad. MyPinpad strives to be the solution of choice money on the move, making mobile transactions safe, easy, and enjoyable. And Barry confidently says they are known for being one of the best of the world. In today's episode, we discuss building softballs, the impact my pinpad is having in society when it comes to financial inclusion, lessons from merging two companies with different but supplementary strengths and products, and successfully creating an innovative solution, not flawless execution, their recent 30 million investment round, community, market expansion, and much more. If you enjoyed this episode, it could mean the world if you subscribe and give it a follow. Hello, Barry. It is a pleasure having you on the show today. How are you? Very good. Thank you for having me, Monica. Very, very happy to be here. Thank you. I am really looking forward to this conversation because you've done an amazing merge of companies and we were talking about what happens when you put together an elephant and a giraffe and then the team comes together and they create a weird animal. <laughs> so doing that, you've gone through a process of taking an elephant and a giraffe and creating something new that makes sense. So really looking forward to this chat. But before we go into the chat, we all know that life and building a company is not always, it's exciting, but it's not always an easy ride. So. I want to start with more like personality, getting to know your questions that people have all the time, like in their heads, uh, starting with how did you deal with faith? Yeah, that's a, that's, that's definitely a massive one. I think with, with failure comes a, a level of practice. I think, I think failure is part of it and going through it, at least for me is if you assume that you're going to fail in some things, then the expectation is not there that you're going to hit it out of the park and become a long master overnight. That, that doesn't fly. I think the, the point in where I'd get disappointed is if you don't spot the failure early enough so that you can do something, right? So the real big failure is, is more of a blind spot rather than something doesn't come off. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of the idea of of option, options and optionality. Try something, yes. and if it comes off, great. If it doesn't come off, stop it and try something else. In which case, I don't really see it so much as as failing as you're just eliminating bad alternatives. So I think maybe that's that's the other part is to actually recognise what's the difference between a failure and 
not unsuccessful test. Unsuccessful, unsuccessful test I don't really see as a, as a failure because you're not really that surprised, right? You don't expect everything to come off. I like that distinction because like many times it's the emotional side of difficult times that is the, di the difficult, right? But it would yeah. change the mindset. Exactly what you just said. It's just, it's not a failure. Yeah, it may be a difficult time, but it's more of a, an opportunity to do things different. Yeah, in some it's, ways, it's in a, some ways, the fun part I think is if if everything was a a, a highway, a heavily signpost, and all the rest, the fun is the the fun element is not there. Mm -hmm. Some of the fun element is. You're going across a wilderness and there are things in the way and there's challenges and you go around a rock and there's a problem and then there's this and then there's that. If it was signposted and so on, probably maybe you wouldn't be as much fun. Humans have had a long tradition of doing things because they're difficult, not always because they're easy. Hence, going out into space and going to the moon and inventing things and and that, and that's in modern days, but this is something that's innate in humans. We've crossed the oceans. Think, think about what mariners of old were doing, crossing oceans. They didn't even know what longitude they were at. Forget GPS and all the rest. So there's a pioneering element of, of, of sort of belief and then over, overcoming things. The fact that it's hard is, makes it also a little bit fun. I think that's uh, also part of the failure story. Yeah, I think you're totally right. It's part of the human spirit. Like, like mm. you're right. Like hundreds of years ago, people were just like, oh, and we're going into the oceans. Mm. And we discovered this new continent. Oh, we'll get lost in the meantime. And they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just to build on that, like you've had an entrepreneurial journey as such. What has been like the biggest lesson? Or I think the, the most... The most surprising thing is what you can do with very limited resource. I'm thinking very much the, the Spark has a, a sort of ex experience and it comes down a dedicated fo focus and a, and a great small team around you. You can do a, a, a phenomenal amount with the right few people and not that much capital. And I, I, I think... I think that one has been quite useful to me, and particularly dealing with, with other entrepreneurs that are just starting out going, you don't have to raise huge numbers to get going. Just do something and show it and then get response and, and, and do the next thing and see what happens. And if you, if you fail, you're not failing that big because you haven't raised a huge amount of capital. I think the I think the the more difficult way is to raise huge amounts of capital, and you haven't done the early parts because you'll burn through it too quickly, and you haven't learned learned to integrate deals. I I think it's been a great benefit not having a lot of capital and being able to scrounge and do do what you can, learn what bootstrapping is about. I certainly got to know the technology a lot better as a result because everybody has to do something directly. And I think that's probably it is, is how far you can get with just will and the right small group of people. It brought me back to my tandem days, the very early stages where it was like very small, small team. But we were like a big challenge. 
and you'll have to figure things out. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you think, you think have the big corporates behind you and the big team. It's like, yeah, you just yeah, it's you terrific. get your hands dirty. Yeah. And the other part is if you do that, you can fail four times. You can get different groups and you can fail four times because you don't have a name yet. And not having a name is, is quite beneficial because it doesn't matter if you raised huge amounts of capital and everybody's backing you and so on, and then you failed, you're very op- you're, you're, you're a public present. But use, use that opportunity to explore, find out what you're good at. You might find that the sector that you're in is completely wrong, that you need somewhere else, that the technology you're doing should be in a completely different sector and field, or you should be doing something quite different. So the other part is it allows you to fly very much under the radar. And, and do do the experimentation, right? There's there's not a lot of downside. That's the thing. Just fail fast and go to the next thing. Failure is 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 only a function of how far you fall. If 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 you're not up in the sky, you don't hurt yourself so much. If if you fall, if you're only a couple of feet off the ground, you don't hurt yourself that much. Yeah, and even if you are up in the sky and you fall. It might be painful, but I'm sure you will learn something. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Awesome. So moving a little bit more like on topic as such, what has been the role of purpose in your journey as such? Yeah, a big a big thing. I'm from South Africa. My co-founder of, of Smart Peza from South Africa. He spent a lot of time in Africa and so on. Africa is in the heart I'm in Southeast Asia, also Southeast Asian emerging market, spent a lot of time around there. And and a lot of it is financial inclusion. Um, but we were looking at different ways that we can play. That was the sort of the North Star. We were looking at ways that we could do things in remittance, in cross-border payments, in currency trading, a number of different things. And what we actually landed on is the ability to provide agency banking and payment services because you're really trying to bring the ATM to the people. That's a, a little bit what it is because in, in many countries, for example, Philippines and so on, more, more than half the population lives outside of cities. And yeah. so actually even an ATM, which is convenient, is not that convenient. Because you then still you're... have to get into a taxi and you have to go and somebody gets, it's a hundred dollars, but it costs them it costs them three dollars to go and get the hundred dollars. That's not great. We can do better than that. But that's where a lot of this started. It's very much around financial inclusion. But we didn't have a big big fixation other than financial inclusion as to exactly how to do it because nobody can solve financial inclusion by themselves. Yeah. You have to find some piece that you can play that's part of 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 kind of the community project of financial inclusion i love that it's a community project yeah of financial inclusion yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so tell us a little bit about more about like you and my pink card like what's the what do you guys do and how does it fit within the financial inclusion community (laughs) yeah so the the kind of the story forward i came from uh smart peza so last year my pin pad and, and smart pairs did a merger. It was a case of if you can't beat them, join them. Uh, and with with that comes some some kind of scale. So 
so where where we've been overlapping is providing very much payment services a lot of what we call softpos which is allows merchants to to accept card payments on a phone when they had you go to a, a checkout and they put the card into a machine and they press the buttons and out comes the paper rather than having one of those machines those terminals those payment terminals then we they actually could just use the the merchant's own mobile phone right and then you run uh, contact contactless payments on that one so both companies were pioneers in in this space along with some others but i think the combination of of my pin pad and smart pesa already puts my pin pad as the as the new company the combined company is probably the best in the world in in the space and then we but we still provide other payment services terminals agency banking and in, in along with some of the other pedigree which is a little bit less less known as well as authentication services so a range of different things beyond, but we're known for this as being the soft post guys. I'm just going to build on what you said that I'm like, oh, that was very confident. <laughs> that you use the word, oh yeah, and we're known for being some of the best of the world. <laughs> I like that attitude. Uh, why? Why? Why are you known as being like within the best in the world in what you do? So soft post is very, very, very difficult to do. So it's it's not so difficult to to get it to work. The problem is getting it to work securely at a level that that security labs are happy for you to operate. So there's not many many companies that can get to that that kind of standard. And when you get to the when you get to that standard, and and other companies have done it, we're not the only ones, right? So the number of other companies are called certified, which means they've gone through lab, and they get certified either by PCI or by each of the schemes, Mastercard, Visa, and such like. So there's a there are there are a number of companies that get certified, but where we stand apart is around performance. What we what we realized, and this is a little bit where you, in your intro where we're talking about the elephant and the giraffe coming together, and not trying to create a, a strange hybrid animal, but actually create a, a new animal, say a rhino. It's about trying to take that learnings about what we are doing and make something that's not just compliant but really, really fast. Right. So it's about performance and the experience and information and. The things that really turn it from being, yeah, it can work and it's compliant and it's certified to being something that's a real product. Unique. And it's, yeah, and that's that kind of go-to-market. That's that's the difficult part, particularly for our customers, often the acquirers, is to end up with something that's very, very compelling. Cool. And then you just touched again on the elephant and the giraffe. That can you expand on, okay, so it was two companies with its own ecosystems of everything. Yeah. And then basically you merge the companies to create not a monster <laughs> of half, half a body of an elephant, half a head of a giraffe, but it was like a meal read on its own. Yeah. What was that process? Can you guide it? Because I think it's very relevant given where we are today with Unfortunately, some fintechs closing, others will be acquired. Yeah. 
or even teams will emerge. There's a lot of change going on. So I think mm -hmm. it's important to understand from someone who's done this successfully to be like, hey, in order to avoid a weird animal, this is the mm. process that we followed or the lessons or the challenges to create something new. I, one, one thing is absolute prerequisite. The rest is, is about an absolute prerequisite is, is to get your own team and the board and the investors behind the idea. Because if that's not, if that doesn't work, then it's very difficult because you're going to be uphill and that's not an easy task. But there does come a point when the shortcuts that were, that were being made to get to that point and, and the cumulative sort of debt or kind of technical debt or some of the mistakes that have been made up to that point is, do they get to a level where you're better off starting again? Well, not completely 100% starting again, or do you try and fix them? And what's that sort of balance? Now, the, the, this bit about stopping what made you successful and starting something else is a hellishly difficult thing to, 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 to get on top of. When is that the right thing to do? And this is not a question about startups. This is companies of all sizes. Yeah. And from time to time, you do get companies, Nokia did this. They stopped doing one thing and they started doing something else. And then they, they, they enjoyed the mobile phone revolution, but they didn't do it the next time around. BlackBerry is the same. They, they, they got that first wave and they didn't convert the next time around. They missed Android and, and, and iOS and so on. And so, the, so there comes times, time to time where, where it's important to stop doing the things that made you successful and switch to something new. But it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to do. So one of the, one of the bits I think is, is, was, was important around this is I got the whole, everybody comfortable that I understood the technology, right? That I understood yeah. the strategy element and I understood like the workings element. Because you can have the one, and if you don't show credibility in the other area, then they go, well, like, why, why would you do that? That's, that doesn't make sense, right? So in, in, in setting out sort of the vision and the strategy, I go, okay, this is where the market's going. The market's going SDK-based systems where performance is important, speed's important, and not just security, right? You're re-wrapping yeah. things. Now, when you're trying to get something that's a, a, a very different level of performance, tweaking doesn't necessarily get you there. And that's, that's the part where you say, yeah, we can try and tweak, but you'll never, quite, you'll never get to where you can get if, if you're not 100% start again, but you're pretty much starting again. And I think, I think the sort of the, 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 the convincing or, or, or the, the explanation to, to, to many is you've, you've learned a great deal. What you've done has not been a waste. You've learned a huge amount already. Now you know how to do it properly. Let's do it properly. And so then it becomes an implementation question. You know, how do you get, how do you keep the team going on the existing products and then on the new products? So the, the vision part and the sort of the selling piece is done, but then how do you get, because you can create some, if you're not careful, some internal tensions because there's this one group working on the, the, the new one product. Exciting. <laughs> 
shiny thing and the other one's maintaining and, and so on. There's also an element of, of total communication, total buy-in saying, listen, everybody's going to go to the new one. That's, that's fine. We have to continue paying the bills and building revenues and, and so on. I, I think I was very lucky because it wasn't that difficult to, 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 to get alignment internally and with the, with the, with the, with the board and with, with shareholders and so on. And, and there was one other factor, which was, there was a new standard coming, which is called MPOC, which was something that we could rally around as being the catalyst towards this new thing. Yeah. But in reality, we had to do it anyway, but it, it became, it became that flagpole that people can, can, can circle mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Mm. Sounds definitely complex as such. In your case, you were like, it's not difficult, but I'm like. It is complex. Sometimes when sometimes at work I say, Oh, this is easy. And people look at me like, oh, it's not easy. I say, it's complex. <laughs> so it tends to be complex. What were the and with complexity comes like challenges. What were the yeah. biggest challenges that you had, even though it was quote unquote not that difficult? Well the buy in the, the the conceptual and getting the vision and so on is is there. The execution is the is the complex piece and 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 certainly not flawless like anything maybe the if i ever had ever did this again maybe next time it would be better so certainly not flawless in any shape or form i i i think i think some of the things that 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 we did maybe is we did a lot of a lot of communication through particularly from from the merger but we carried on kind of the internal communication quite a lot, trying to explain this. We had the offsites that you need to do. So there's some of the things that went went well. Some of the other things, maybe sort of more more of a focus is, is I think we could probably have got there faster if we had done some other things and nothing nothing draconian but just just in terms of of accelerating the learning into what is the new product right because the the organization has to go through a big learning change yeah and and as to what this what the new product is like why and 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 how that how that can work because it only really works people only change if they want to change yeah it doesn't change because the boss is so so it's got to be, you know, that they that they want to, and sort of that 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 vision. You think you're communicating it, well, and sometimes you actually find out not communicating it so well. So certainly not flawless. Uh, I'm sure others, but I relied a, on a huge amount of the management team. They carried a lot of the the sort of the front mm-hmm. front front part of what they're doing, and 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 passing on the communications element. So it's not me. By no means, you know, I'm, I'm the chief guy. It's 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 the full team, the, the yeah. entire company. This 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 is change processes is literally the entire company. Yes, I love that you're talking about all this because I don't know. There's a thing we don't talk that often about. It's not false. It is yeah. not. For example, yeah. I don't know if if uh, I'm interviewing someone for the team. And they ask me, oh, do you guys do this, the other? And I always say, we're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
you're not perfect. You're doing this and the other. We're not perfect. But I think openly, like social media, this, the other, like the conversation is more like, what did we achieve? And then I'll go into that conversation with you in a minute. <laughs> but it's always about the fundraising at this and the big project rather than the, it, it's not all this. Yeah. Like, and it requires exactly like you said, like the chief, but the whole management team yeah. and then the whole team to make, to build this thing and mm. to make the transition and to make the change. And I wanted to go deeper on that because sometimes when we're going through change as a company, there's frustration. You can mm. feel it in the air. Like sea yeah. levels are frustrated. The other heads are frustrated. People working. It's like frustration because it's difficult it's complex yeah. it's not moving as fast but but you use the right word that it's like people need to want to change and it's all about communicating communicating vision yeah yeah how how do you do that it seems like you've done that successfully or that you've got experience in communicating <laughs> that better and better and better what's your thinking process and your approach when communicating such big change Sure. Again, again, I've got a communication style and, and it works for some and it doesn't work for others. I, I start with big picture and then I give anecdotes and I give stories and, and I've been told this does not work for some people, right? Some people it works and some other people, well, the, the secret there is to, is to find out your, your translation agents who can translate it into the other way of saying it and explain it to you. So it cascades through the organization. And so that's the one part. So, but that's the one direction of communication. What I've also found that's maybe even more important is to find out what's, what's what communication in the other direction. Because then you actually find out about some of the emotional sides, the fears and so on. Are we really trying to, so you can address them. But also feedback saying, I don't think we should design the thing this way. I think we should engineer it this other way. And maybe they're right. In which case you go, okay, that was, that's good. And what I, what, what I, what, what I've, what we've been trying to do, but not that successful is when this happens, you give kudos, you know, internal kudos, and you actually shout, shout it out to, 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 to the individual or group that, that, that did some of that, that, that work. I think from a kind of a cultural change, and this has really happened very much recently, is empowerment of, of the teams to drive their own agenda, all right? But we had to set up a number of things in order to, 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 to get that to happen, saying, okay, now the roadmap, the roadmap is now in the teams. And, and so they own, they own the roadmaps, they, they own the, the, the sawn, and then, the leadership team is is looking at looking out much much further than that. So the communication, I think, has been more three hundred and sixty or kind of multi multi dimensional at various different places. I've tried to keep my door open all the time, and and then to to the to management as well. And we do a lot of kind of other team team building things which are not just about work some some just fun things you know kind of coffee coffee times 
we're trying to re recreate a little bit the water water cooler type type assays could yeah. be purely virtual and like uh, quiz games and other things as well so it's some social yeah. aspects as well yeah which can be very fun like i have our tech team like sometimes on Fridays, yeah. I think yeah. someone, if somebody posted and it's like, oh, we're about to play this game. I'm not a gamer by nature, but I was like, okay, join today. I had the most fun <laughs> ever. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a Friday afternoon, playing all these games and quiz and trivias, everything online. I was like, this is super cool. Like me, cool. Especially if, you, yeah. if, if we are partially or fully online. So that's yeah. still super important. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So building, going back to the success that I was like, yeah, we only talk about success in the industry. <laughs> but yeah, you had a big success recently and you closed a 13 million investment round. Congrats. And yeah. what does that mean for the future of my team pad? What's next? I get, getting, getting investments are, as I said, is, is one is it, it gives you, it gives you runway that you can do things. There is there is the flip side where okay now there's there's more spotlight on you. Yeah, it's uh, more pressure. Yeah, there's more pressure exactly. So you know, you know, you're not starting to become more visible and more more so on. So the, the money is the money is pay salaries, which is great, right? And it pays for a lot of different things. The other part that is, which for me personally is backing, a backing of individuals that that. What you're doing is somebody's willing to actually put at whatever price some money might because that's backing the management team and it's backing the individuals that are doing that says we we like what you're doing, we want you to carry on or get better at what you're doing and 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 such for me and and you asked a little bit about motivations a part I didn't cover so much is I'm very much about the journey, not the destination. I like doing. I like doing the fun things. I like doing hard things because they're hard. And sometimes, you know, I'll go and do a half marathon or something. I actually get disappointed when you cross the finishing line because, you know, the, the fun part's over. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, you, but there's, there's the, there's the bit of, okay. Uh, it's, it's an, it's an, it's a milestone in a journey. It's not the thing. Right. Mm. We obviously celebrated getting getting investment, and particularly this market is not that not that easy. It's back to to doing what we what we're doing day to day, and 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 continue to develop the business. Um, yes. That's very much what the kind of the focus is. The the last part on the investment is what we what we really wanted is some some investors who had. You know, a lot of experience in the industry, and particularly in the payment industry. So, very happy to get CrossFund to come on board because they're certainly in Africa and, and, and South Africa, the, the guys in the in the payments industry, but well known around the world. And they've been terrific as as shareholders and continue to be. They send me messages every other day, and. So and so we've become part of their what they call Armada. So again, oh, cool. it's it's the community, it's the community aspect. Increasingly, what I've 
what I've come to realize is is the success part and in fact the enjoyment part is very much linked around community and it's it's not a solo exercise at all and even if you win solo it's not as not as good as if you build something as community type basis yeah yeah I love that ethos but it's yeah it's it's more than building something together because I think we see a lot of leadership within the companies like we're together team 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 but now you're saying no it's like the community it's not just one mm. company it's the ecosystem acting as a community Correct. and that makes Correct. yeah and it's i i think i think for a lot of maybe this is the advisory pieces you can end up with a much better product if you think community because what it also means is how does your product fit with other people's products because maybe the combination is better and it's designed and you've got two companies you know, you're not really thinking about it but Maybe you can combine the products and do something. So if you think, if you're thinking things much wider than your own company, you may end up with actually much better kind of traction and stickiness as well. Yeah, that applies across verticals, across industries, across everything, which is awesome. Yeah. And then I wanted to expand because, like, when you were, were talking about community, it's like we were talking about success. South Africa, you also have multi-geography presence. Yeah. Market expansion is hard. <laughs> Having people uh, in different territories is hard. How have you come, how have you gone about it? What has been your secret to successfully expanding? Yeah, we're trying to be the world's smallest global company, truly global. So we've got, as I mentioned, we're, we're 100% virtual, right? So we've got no offices anywhere. But we've got, we've got staff in 14 countries. We've got customers in well over 20 countries. I'm not quite sure what the number is. but And every continent except Antarctica. But I'm working on that one. I think I, with, with the geographical part, it comes back into somewhat of the product is who's your customer and what's the, what's the product set? Because if, if you're trying to provide the solution all the way down to the last mile to the individual, then it's very difficult to do more than one geography. Right? So you tend to be quite neat, quite deep, and then you sort of concentrate. And that's absolutely a winning strategy. There are many companies that operate just in a single market, and they do very, very well. What, what we've done is we've said, okay, we're providing not, not, the, not the value chain to the individual. We're taking the value chain through the complicated, the difficult part, that middle part, the securing from mobile phone to the back end. So we're providing the, that, that capability and that payment capability to banks. And then the banks are responsible for that last mile, the interaction with the merchants, right? So that means we can provide and we can sell what we do and service and all the rest. Um, globally without having individuals in, in any particular country, right? So most of our markets where we, where we sell, we don't have anybody. Some markets we've got people, we've got individuals, but it's purely, many cases, purely coincidental as to where they are. There are 
on our really, really big markets and we've got people on the ground because those are big customers, really, really big customers. And so there, there we need some, some people on the ground. But we've got no problem going into countries where we've got no footprint because we're not doing it right to the, yeah. to, to, to the last individual. You were talking, I was thinking, that is smart. <laughs> That's it. It's just smart. Because the product, every, the company, everything is designed such that you can scale without limit. Not without limit, but yeah, there's not all these limitations, let's say. Because of where you sit in the ecosystem, you yeah. don't have to have, yeah. let's say, for example, banking license. It's like, yeah, you, it's, yeah. you just work with the bank. The bank needs to figure out all the banking license. Yeah. If anything, there might be some localized requirements, yeah. but it's not. But it's, in a way, it's an extension of the community aspect to it. Is is One needs to understand where do you play in that ecosystem, right? And you have to be really good in your piece of the ecosystem and interface well with the rest, the rest of it. But then not go and try and be the whole ecosystem, right? You can't provide services to every country on, on the planet and down to the last mile because it's not possible. You could be as the largest companies in the world could, can't do that. Even Even those companies that one thinks that does do that things like mcdonald's or fast food no they run franchises right they don't themselves do it right there's always an element of you have to give and take and play in the ecosystem so it is an extension of that ecosystem and you but you must be conscious i must kind of go this is what we're doing this is our piece of the value chain here's what we do here's why we're good at this piece you understand where it is you understand the interface on the one side understand the interface on the other side and you build around it and then you can be, then, you, then it makes sense to everybody. It's easier to, to market, easier to position, easier to service, easier, easier to build the products, easier for everybody to do that. I think where you know, some com- companies lose it is they don't actually know where they're playing. So follow and then they try and do this and then, and then they end up in the wrong geography with a sort of wrong product and they're burning the wrong, wrong piece. But there's not that kind of conscious, conscious efforts going. Okay, well, what is it? What is it that 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 we bring that's hard, hard for others to uh, do? And are we providing it in a way that that the ecosystem needs it? All right. If if you can, if you can do those, then you have a chance. You have a chance. Chris, because I'm like, yeah, yeah those sound like sound like basic questions, but actually it's not that straightforward to get to the answers in such a way that you're yeah, that makes us really unique. How do you recommend anyone who's building, whether a product or a company, fintech or not fintech, to get to the answer to those questions? Which framework or process? Ah, frameworks. Not necessarily framework, but it's like what thinking process? I would ask ask as a question is what can you do better than anybody else can do? And the the clue on this is the answer is one item. You need to be able to say one item, one. right? If if somebody quite often they want to they 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 go into lots of reels of all the different things that they they're adding and 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 to do, but it it makes it very difficult to be successful. 
it's very difficult to even with your own team describe like what what you're what you're trying to do but I, I think it becomes extraordinarily difficult to actually build if it's not a single item which is then you're building around right so everything ends up as a, as a concentric circle around this so you're building services around what your differentiation because what then ends up happening is the market will push you and you will end up trying to follow the sort of the fad because something comes along and you end up following the fad and you know, because the market's too ulcerous, right? It'll push you around and you'll have people demanding things of you. And so I, I don't know of any frameworks. I just asked a simple question is what can you do better than anybody else? And or, or and if you don't have an answer to that, is what do what do customers really need that other that they struggle to 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 get, and how can you be the best person to provide that? The the next part after that is how do you prevent how do you how do you prevent getting unstuck, right? How do you create a leadership in there, but also maintain a leadership? That's that's the second part of it, which is okay you've you've opened up a market you've you proved that there's something there you get some traction but then you also get the fast followers that come and they can they they, they can copy you yes right? I was and, and they can so how do you how do you how do you do that so there's generic strategies that different companies have the one is okay we have a very low cost basis right and that can work it's more and more difficult because particularly in tech, because your competition comes everywhere and there's always a place cheaper than you, yours, All right? So low, lowest cost is, is, a, is a tricky one. If you go, you can provide something in a particular geography because you're there and you know it better and you've got better connections, 100%, right? But there's got to be something that you can wrap your product and then your market that that you're sticky, that you have some traction because you need some, you need some runway in order to be able to, 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 to operate and experiment and fail. That's probably the, the kind of the two, two questions I'd ask at the beginning. I love it. It's super simple, but <laughs> direct to the point. And if you really get that right, then that's it. You've got your yeah. core center proposition. So then yeah. go and build. Awesome. Yeah. And then as we're getting towards the end, I'm loving this conversation, by the way, I could keep talking and talking, asking you questions <laughs> rather than talking, listening. I could keep listening and listening. I really like your leadership style and your energy in general, like your mindset, your way of work, thinking based on what we discussed today. What, what has been your secret to keeping like the team members, your company, Happy, motivated, pulling in the same direction, high performers. You need you need to ask them, not me. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's in total. In total, I think uh, I think it's there, and I think people are, are motivated. And it gets down to individual. I'm sure there's going to be some individuals who who very not not happy, and others who are elated. So there's going to be the spectrum. I certainly you can't describe it as as being. And I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't know. I can only react to to what's there. I, I, 
I think I think there's a sort of the feedback that I've got from 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 general, and this is not just staff. This is also uh, from from the wider kind of community. Is is there needs there needs to be a big elements of confidence in the leaders. So there's myself and there's management teams and such like that. That even if they don't know the detail, that there's confidence that they that this group knows what they're doing. I think that de-stresses a lot of the the pieces. The next part is is there's I think Jordan Peterson was was wanting to clean up your room. There's an element of you've got to sort out processes and you've got to sort out previous issues that are are there, right? If 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 teams have continual problems with something and it needs to get fixed, we need to fix them. And I think that's that's another part is is if teams can see management are at least trying to fix whatever the issues are and, and deal with them. There's a, there's a sort of a next part that we're not blinding and, and that, that's the thing. I think the last part is there's a, there's a, there's a fun element to like hard work comes and there needs to be, there needs to be fun. I talked about the journey. I think it's a real mistake that people go into, into small companies or particularly as entrepreneurs. And they want the names and they they dream about the name in the newspaper. It's not, it's the it's the journey. If you don't enjoy the journey, you're gonna you're not gonna you're gonna a not enjoy it and b a, the odds are against you about being successful, whatever success means. If you go and you say well, I'm gonna learn something about this regardless, and I'm gonna have get as much out, then you'll you'll be successful regardless. So I think, I think the last part is genuinely enjoy enjoy the journey. Talk about the journey and try and get others to enjoy the journey as well. I, d- I don't know if I can comment much beyond that. Uh, things things are things are good. Good. Uh, they could always be a bit better, as they can be with any company, and we'll strive to fill in the the needs and gaps and so on. Yeah, and that's probably kind of where, where it's at right now. Awesome. Barry, it's been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time and wisdom. Where can we find you and my pinpad? Yeah, mypinpad.com is our website. So M-Y-P-I-N-P-A-D.com. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Personally, if you want to reach out to me, so it's at um, Barry Levet, B-A-R-R-Y-L-E-V-E-T-T on LinkedIn and we're quite quite active there. Connect to us. We've got a newsletter that goes out. So if, if you want to, you can subs- sign up and subscribe to that. You can click through. That's another way to get 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 through to us. Our primary channel is really LinkedIn since we operate in the B2B space. So that's the main place to find us. One last question before we go. If there was, if you were to change one thing in FinTech, to make the industry better for customers, staff, and shareholders, what would you change? Yikes. Sure. One thing. I think I I think that we end up with really good international standards. Mm-hmm. It's 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 difficult to operate internationally with the different different regulators and so on. 
is a single set of rules that makes sense. I think that would really, really help. I love that. Yes. Because you know what? When I speak with, let's say, fintechs on the other side, your potential yeah. customers. And when I ask this question, many people say, oh, to make regulatory frameworks easier across region. <laughs> so that yeah. it's easier to expand. I'm like, yeah, it applies across the ecosystem. It's like, how do we make everything yeah. simpler, easier yeah. so that it's global? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Cool. 100%. Mary, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, everyone. Thanks so much, Monica. Thank you. I really appreciate it. See you next week.